Hey friends, I'm Sarah, your Christian forgiveness coach, and you're listening to Forgive Everyone for Everything Every Day Right Away, where I talk about forgiveness, how to do it, and how to overcome all the things that get in the way of it. I'm not a therapist or a counselor. I'm a highly trained, certified life coach, a Christian, and I'm here to share my experiences and wisdom with you, but also grow and evolve along the way. Everything I share comes from love. Thanks for joining me on this journey. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everybody. It's me, Sarah, your Christian forgiveness coach. You are watching or listening to Forgive Everyone for Everything Every Day Right Away. This is episode number 68, and we're going to talk about forgiving when someone does not apologize and a little bit about how to apologize to others. So a lot of my clients will ask me, well, how do I forgive if they don't apologize for what they said or did? Or they will say they don't want to forgive someone until they apologize. So this is about the third episode I've done on apologizing. So it's obviously kind of a hot topic. Um, each of them are a little different. If you want to check out the other episodes, they are number 24 and 45. Uh, but obviously this keeps coming up. So let's talk some more about it. So the first thing I want to talk about today is that I think it takes a whole lot of emotional maturity to apologize, but even more so to apologize for something you don't agree on. So what do I mean by that? Most things are not so black and white when it comes to wrongdoings, even those that are, you know, where both parties agree it was something wrong, shame often prevents people from apologizing. Shame makes us feel wrong. It makes us want to hide. That's where the maturity comes in. That comes into play. And, and let's, let's be honest, there are a lot of us who were not taught this or had this demonstrated to us by our parents or caregivers growing up. So we don't know how to do it. And then there are the times that we may feel wronged by someone, but they don't see it that way. They didn't intend it that way. They may think what they said or did was justified. There may, um, there, there are many, many nuances and complexities to how we interact with one another and to human nature itself, especially when we weren't taught otherwise, we often tend to react defensively, don't we? We are looking for someone to own up to what they did, but they may not think they've done anything that they need to own up to. So the emotional maturity here is a huge factor because we have to understand that we don't have to agree with the act itself, but we can learn to own up to our part in someone else's experience. We have to learn not to get defensive and to hold space for someone else's truth, even if we don't agree. And that is not an easy thing to do, but I think it's a really important skill. And, you know, so often we think we're going to feel better when someone apologizes. And maybe we do, but sometimes we don't, 
right? The, the reason either way, whether we feel better or not, has nothing to do with the apology itself. All that has changed or not changed is our own thinking. And this is really important to see and understand. If you're holding on to you know resentment and not forgiving, it's because of the thoughts that you're thinking about what they did. If you keep this thought or thoughts after they apologize, you're still going to feel the resentment, right? And I know I've heard, you know, the apology, I'm sure you have too. And I've still felt that resentment and I've still been mad, you know, even after the, the person apologized. If you no longer feel resentment after the apology, if you're not mad anymore because you got the apology, well, it's because your thoughts have changed. This is really good news because what it shows us is that we don't need the apology to let go of the resentment and to forgive. So think of it this way. Imagine the apology. Picture the exact words you want to hear from the other person. Do you feel better? Why or why not? What changed or didn't change in your mind? This is why you do or don't feel better. So if you do feel better, then you can simply choose to believe whatever that change in thinking was right now. It's available to you at any time, apology or not. Waiting and waiting for an apology also keeps us focused on the other person, on their actions, rather than focused on us and our actions. So whenever I'm stuck in some unforgiveness, it's usually, I I take it as a sign that I'm focusing on the wrong thing. I always use that as a sign to refocus on myself, bring it home and examine my own mind and my own heart. And it's often an opportunity to acknowledge something for myself rather than wanting and waiting for someone else to acknowledge it for me. So I want to remind all of us that withholding forgiveness for the reason of waiting for someone to apologize doesn't hurt them. It only hurts us. If with someone that like you don't even live with or see and you're withholding forgiveness, that basically is having zero effect on them, you know, whether they're aware that you're hurt or not. And I've even had clients say that they, they can't forgive someone who has passed away because they never apologized. You know, most of us think that if we get that apology, it means they'll acknowledge what they did as wrong or hurtful, but the truth is they may never do that. I think there are a couple of reasons for this. One, they don't want to face their own shame or two, they have a totally different perspective on what happened. And there isn't a whole lot we can do about that. That is about them. It's not about us. And we have no control over that. We have control over whether or not we decide to forgive and even pray and bless that person. So in Matthew five, verse 24, Jesus talks about going to your brother If you know that he has something against you, he makes a point of saying that 
apologizing is a priority, like before worship. I also think apologizing in and of itself is an art and different people, different individuals respond to different styles of apologizing. And there are different styles. Some of us want to hear words. Others want, others of us want to see actions and some of us both. So have you ever thought about that for yourself? Like what is your ideal apology? I thought about mine. Mine would be that the person actually genuinely talks to me about it and at least tries to understand why I was hurt from my perspective, whether they agree with it or not. If I just got an I'm sorry card and flowers, that would not be an apology to me personally, but it might be, it might mean the world to someone else. So I, I want personally talking like communication, which leads to connection for me whenever possible. For me, the taking ownership part is key, but so is empathy. So if you're in a close personal relationship, have you ever thought about this? Have you ever asked your partner how they receive an apology or been able to express to them how you do? It's pretty interesting, right? And I think it's worth having a conversation about it, especially in a marriage to strengthen the relationship, but also with our children, with our close friends. I know that if I offend someone, I I love whether I agree that I did something wrong or not. I want to know how, how to best make amends to that person. So I know I talk a lot about helping ourselves, but I want to make something clear here. Yes, we do have to step up and we do have to do, do that work for ourselves if we want to heal. But I also think we need help. I don't think I don't think we can do it without Jesus first and foremost. That relationship is so important. But we also need each other. You know, God didn't put us here on this earth to go through life alone. Remember, Adam was alone and God said that he saw it was not good. So while yes, we can offer love and acceptance and acknowledgement to ourselves when we don't get it from someone we want. It's always available from God, of course, but also from other people. We just have to find those people. We sometimes have to actually seek those people out, be willing to ask for help, be willing to let others know that we need that support. And I know this can be really, really hard to do for many reasons. But just remember this, we are made for relationships. We are made for connection. We are made for vulnerability. And if you are seeking connection with others, I promise you, so are other people. You just have to be willing to find them. All right. I hope this helps. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Hello, my friends. If you are ready to take the concepts I share and teach to a deeper level in your life and relationships, 
please join me in my one-on-one coaching program where we will talk about forgiveness and how it applies to whatever is going on in your life. You can schedule a free consult call with me on my website at thechristianforgivenesscoach.com. Let's master the art of forgiveness together.